Welcome to episode 37 of the Redeemed Hearts podcast, where we encourage you to allow God to transform you mentally, emotionally, and relationally by living from your redeemed heart. Your hosts, Willie and Danina Kennedy, are licensed professional counselors and are the founders of Redeemed Hearts Ministries. This week's episode is part two of a special Thanksgiving podcast, where we will hear from more friends and family of Worley and Danina about what it looks like to live a life with an attitude of gratitude. Thanks so much for listening today. Here's Worley and Danina. Welcome to our second podcast here in November. We're happy to get to be back with you. And it was just really enjoyed and appreciated hearing those that we listened to last week and the ones today. Just so thankful for all those who participated. Uh, just really good. Mm-hmm. And it's been nice to have you know, people of all ages and that some of the kids were willing to participate. And it's just kind of nerve wracking to record yourself and hear your own voice and know it's going out there. Yeah, but they did good. And, you know, it's, these are people that we know, some family, others that are friends, but people we know, and we just thought of them as we wanted them to share from their experiences about giving thanks. Mm -hmm. And November, as we've said, it's a month that reminds us of the importance of stopping and reflecting on our life and the last year and to really do it through Thanksgiving and, uh, as Worley said, we just enjoyed being able to hear the, you know, the testimonies of several people in these different seasons of life and and their focus on thankfulness amidst their life stories. And today we, you know, we will complete this with several more sharing. Uh, one of the things I wanted you to do, Worley, is just to summarize in case people didn't weren't with us last week what what you said that the Bible really has to say about being thankful. It's such a rich expression in the Old and the New Testament. Of course, you're talking in, from the Old Testament being in Hebrew and the New Testament and being Greek, and those are different languages in regard to how they describe the the experiences that we have. Um, and in the testimonies that we heard last week and again today, they give these words and this activity of giving thanks just you, you understand it, and you also understand why it's God's commanded it to us. But the expressions in the scriptures are used um, roughly 150 times, half of these in the Old Testament and half of these in the New Testament. When he commands it in the Old Testament, he's, the word is telling us to acknowledge who God is, and, in, and then simultaneously we're also giving acknowledgement to who we are in and we're just, of course, we're made in God's image, but but we're also sinful people. We're not like God and just who he is and in his character and what kind of, you know, God that he is. And so that's the Old Testament. The New Testament adds to that when it uses the word Eucharist, which is basically several root words that contain the idea of joy and grace and gratitude, and we're commanded to express that back to God. And I just mentioned that joy is a fruit of the Spirit that is something deeper than feeling. So we don't always feel like giving gratitude. And in our suffering, we rarely do. And yet, because of this communion with the Spirit, we're able to to give to God this, you know, from within, just this 
you know, this thankfulness, this gratitude, you know, to the Lord. And so just rich words, um, and we're commanded to do this, to give thanks. It's God's will for us, and it has good purpose in us. And doesn't it just change us and our attitude and, I mean, our mood and how we relate to each other or how we think about our day when, I mean, you and I will pray together and we'll focus on who God is. I think about when I pray in a mom's in prayer group that we start with focusing on a character of God. And it's it's so comforting because we, we don't always feel thankful. Right for our circumstances. And sometimes we shouldn't. Sometimes, I mean, we've been involved in circumstances that, you know, just included sin and evil and injustice or the loss is so significant and the pain is so deep that, I mean, we can't thank God for that circumstance, but we can always thank him that his character never changes, that his promises are true um, one thing I often find myself just thanking God for is that all the all the pain or all the pressures or all the stressors that are going on in our life or in my particular, you know, my life on a given day remind me, I'll just say, God, thank you that these remind me that I need you, that apart from you, I can do nothing, that I won't start this day proud and self-sufficient. And I can thank him for that. We talked a little bit last time just how studies do show that it helps with our physical health, our mental health. But one of the things that I didn't say last time was just that not only does um, thankfulness develop an attitude uh, that reduces toxic emotions that impact our mood and our outlook and our relationships, but it also, thankfulness, increases the endorphins in our brain that actually do lead to a happier feeling. There is a you know, physical response to making um, even this choice. So today, um, as we said, we thank those that shared last week, and we have several more that are going to share today from just, you know, little snippets. I mean, of very, you know, much larger stories. But um, we're going to start today with my sister, Christy Wright, and her husband, Billy, who really have been, as the Apostle Paul says in 2 Corinthians 4, they've been hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, and struck down, but not destroyed. And um, we appreciate them um, starting us out today. This time of year, we hear people say to be thankful or to show gratitude. But have we asked ourselves, what does that really mean? In my life, this demands the question, do I want to live life or do I want to watch life? We'll all be called home to Jesus and eternal life one day as Christians and how thankful I am to know that I'll see my mom, my mother-in-law, and so many others when it's my turn to go. But in the meantime, if my answer is that I want to live life while I'm here, I have no alternative but to choose an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. I have been married to the love of my life for over 24 years. At 13 years, 
our life that we felt was perfect and very satisfying was turned upside down with a rare cancer diagnosis. This cancer roller coaster has now gone on for over 11 years and I can't count the times that I could have chosen despair and depression. I lost my ability to push through a lifestyle like I was living. When my cancer first returned, my employer pushed me out of a successful and lucrative career. I was embarrassed and I was devastated. If I'm honest with myself, I know I didn't have the ability to focus or the stamina to keep up anymore in a highly stressful, fast-paced industry. Looking back, I can see that God was in every detail. He provided an income and insurance through a severance package for me and my family to have seven beautiful months together while I was being a stay-at-home mom, which I had never gotten to be before. We couldn't afford our dream home anymore and we were forced to sell. We were extremely sad about this. But once again, we learned a lesson as a family that people are more important than possessions. And we chose to be thankful for my life and that we were still all together. When I had a life-changing surgery in 2013 and I was not able to take care of myself in any way, I was certainly not able to take care of my children or help my husband with the home. People stepped in like I had never experienced or seen before and took care of every detail of my life. God was in the details. He helped me accept the help and he helped others to do something that was uncomfortable and very hard. I currently live with stage four incurable cancer. I've had to do radiation eight times, IV chemotherapy, an immunotherapy clinical trial for almost two years, other clinical trials, and multiple surgeries. I live with two ostomy bags, wounds that won't heal, necrosis in my brain and my hip, lymphedema, arthritis, many other things that have been caused by the treatments that have kept me alive. But I still have options. No doctor has said to me, you are out of options. And I know many who have gone on to live with Jesus before me because they have heard those words. And so I am thankful. I'm thankful for modern medicine and researchers who continue to make a way for me to choose to live. I never know what a day will bring. My body has been changed inside and out so that I can be alive. And many people tell me to rest, take it easy, slow down. But I desire to fully live for I know that God has left me here for a purpose and I don't want to waste it. Absolutely, there are days that I crash. There are weekends that I have to just rest. But I know that God will take care of me. He will help me face anything that comes. He has never left me or forsaken me. He does not want me to live in fear, discouragement, dread, or dismay. Psalm 91 has become a life verse for me. A chapter, really. I cling to it. It helps me because 
It shows that God will provide protection, comfort, healing, and everything that he can give minute by minute, day by day, year by year in all circumstances. And with that, I'm going to leave you with Psalm 91 verse 2 that sums it up so well. It says, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God and I trust him. I've had a lot of things in life that has caused some sort of pain and sometimes grief. From a house fire early in my married life, loss of loved ones, my best friend and soulmate battled cancer for over 10 years, find out about a son 18 years later, suffer, I watched my daughter suffer from a horrific attack from evil people. I have reflected each of these seasons, the good and the bad, and understand that God has been through it all with me. People ask me all the time how I handle and get through certain things. The answer is not always simple. I do know we are in a fallen world with much sin, and I know my eternity is with Christ. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, Matthew 5, 4. It's also in the valleys and being tested is where you can grow spiritually and learn to live and function through things, tough things. A verse that I have went back and forth over the years is Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Lastly, God has given us life to be there for one another help and help each other out. I'm blessed and thankful for my family and friends that have been there for us and have helped hold us up. Thanks for listening, Billy Wright. My name is Elise Kennedy. And when my parents asked me to think about how thankfulness really helps me in my current circumstances, I immediately felt how perfect of timing this is. As I would say, I have been in a season um, where my current circumstances, I really wish I wasn't in them um, and how easy it is for me to fall into a complaining spirit or a negative mindset or just constantly obsessing or thinking about how I wish I wasn't in this current circumstance and how thankfulness just really can quickly change my mindset and give me just the right perspective and really be able to see the good things that are going on in my life because it's very easy to focus on the bad and miss the good. And um, so whenever I think about thankfulness and I think about myself being thankful um, and just how the Lord has provided and that where I am right where the Lord has me and that um, there's so many good things and sweet things going on in my life. It just immediately this shifts for me. And I just thinking about that, just really how cool that is and how quickly being thankful for your current circumstances or the things that are going on in your life can just really help you 
overcome wishing you weren't in your current season. Um, and I would say my parents, like growing up, I would, um, looking back just how my parents have been such an example for my brother and I, and I would say many other people in this and just, they have really taught me to, and still are constantly encouraging me whenever I can quickly fall into, um, just many of the things I listed, um, just that the Lord is in control and he has, um, he has a plan for me and I am right where he is. And it's so evident where I am, um, or I'm right where he wants me to be and just how he is never leaves me. And he's constantly going before me and just how thinking, thinking through those things and thinking about those things and just being thankful that the Lord is constantly providing for me and thinking about how there's so many people in my life right now that are constantly encouraging me or pouring into me just how great my life really is and not dwelling on the small things that I wish weren't. Um, and so honestly, being thankful in the midst of just current circumstances is a really sweet way to see, like just to bring yourself joy and just joy to your life and see and look back and think overall how good your life really is. And just look back and just see even in the past when you've been in this place of different circumstances that you wish you weren't in, how the Lord has provided and walked you through those and people walked you through those as well. And so overall, I'm grateful for thankfulness. I know that sounds kind of funny, but I really am. And just how cool it is to just really quickly change your mindset and bring you a lot of joy. My name is Cassie Warren. Shortly after my 30th birthday, I found myself unwantingly separated from my husband of nine years, and we eventually divorced. My boys were young, just 18 months and four years at the time, and separate households was not what I had envisioned for myself or them. Danina asked me early on if I wanted to come out on the other side of my situation better or bitter. The choice was an easy one for me. I'd been an athlete growing up. I knew what it meant to work hard, and my parents taught me intestinal fortitude at an early age. But the process of using my pain to transform me into a better person was anything but easy. Victimhood was a comfortable and natural state for me in the beginning, and even still if I let my mind stay there. The unfairness of our situation overwhelmed me at times. However, I was fortunate to have a mentor and friend alongside Danina point me to gratitude practices. For example, when I was really struggling with my ex-husband, I was challenged to make a gratitude list for him. The ironic thing was the very things that I was complaining about him for were the things that ended up on my gratitude list for him. There's a quote that says, gratitude turns what we have into enough. I found that to be true. I often prayed for God to keep my eyes focused on him and not look around at what others I felt were getting. I also would get overwhelmed being a single parent. And that same mentor friend told me to try and replace my have to's with get to's. This was true with my boys or when I felt I was doing things alone, but I was never really alone. Mindset is huge and it takes faith and discipline still to this day. 
but I knew I didn't want to wear what happened to me on my face or in my countenance for the rest of my life. God's faithfulness is so apparent in the lives of my children and myself. Focusing on what I have to be thankful for points me to that. God gives us this formula in Philippians 4, 6 through 7, when he says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God will guard your hearts and minds. The product of thankfulness is peace, and who wouldn't want that? Hey guys, this is the Perry family. I'm Brooks. I'm Lindsay. I'm Gavin. And we wanted to talk to you a little bit about our situation and how our family continues to find and have an attitude of gratitude uh, in all of our situations. Through work, I've had the opportunity to have a lot of different experiences uh, all over the world. And it's ended up having us to move and transition Uh, about five times over the last 15 years. And through that, transitions are hard, change is hard, uh, especially when you flip everything upside down and ask your family to move. Um, There's a lot of things that change and are hard outside of our control. Um, But through those moves, uh, we've tried to keep an attitude of gratitude um, in whatever we do through each of those moves. And we really think that having that attitude of gratitude helps us find the good in every situation. Um, it helps us become closer as a family, um, and it helps us to, to thrive in the new situations that we get into um, rather than struggle. Um, and even as hard as they can be, um, having that grateful attitude goes a long way in, in making those transitions easier. And something we try to do in keeping with being thankful as our lives are constantly changing and adjusting is we hold on to what we know is true, that while change is going to come, our family will be together. We know that we will make our new house a home. We trust that we will build relationships over time. And we just try to focus on living with a attitude of just expectancy that in the newness, there will be new relationships that come. There will be experiences that allow us to um, have people impart on our lives and where we can be an influence to others. Whereas if we never made that change or adjustment, we wouldn't get to experience those types of things. So holding on to the idea of the what we know is true and what will come through each change allows us to live in a way where we can be thankful for those things that are gonna happen. We're also reminded of the Lord's faithfulness that wherever he calls us to, he's already gone before us. And we've seen how each move and different season of life produces Uh, life-giving experiences, transformative experiences that have really benefited us as individuals and in our walk with the Lord, where God has been faithful. And so we kind of don't fear these moves as much anymore. 
just trusting that God is with us, that He is going to help us through that. Um, And we just keep holding on to this idea of, man, God is good and He's going to be faithful in our moves. So as a kid, as a middle schooler, change is hard because you're at the age of where you either fit in or you don't. And being new is, it's hard to make that change. Though these past few moves, I'm just very grateful that making friends, getting to know the community, getting to know the people around us has gotten easier every every transition. Um, so I'm just thankful that that's gone easier and probably will get better as we go on. So we hope our story helps encourage you, Hopes hopefully helps you in your situation, whatever you're dealing with. Um, change happens, um, transitions happen, and they can be hard to go through. But we found that having an attitude of gratitude um, really helps our family um, grow uh, and really finds what the Lord has for us uh, in each of those situations. And I think we would honestly say we would never give up the opportunities we've had Mm -hmm. in each move. And we're just thankful that the Lord called us to something that we were obedient and pursued it. And we've allowed the Lord to kind of continue working in our lives through each change. And that truly helps us be thankful that we're not doing it alone, that He's with us. I am here with my mother-in-law, Pat Kennedy, known by many as Mama Pat. And I uh, really wanted to talk to her and have her share with you all, and really did as well, just about, uh, you know, her perspective on being thankful and the importance of being thankful. And one of the things we all see in you, Pat, is just your thankful and content spirit. And uh, it's a great example to us. And I know that so much of that comes from, Christ in you and really just your love for God's word and the time you spend in God's word. Well, Danina, as I thought about what I wanted to share today, I just thought I've been in God's word for a long time, that I was saved as a teenager and it just has always spoken to me. And so I began then to make the choices that would make me live differently. And so one of the Psalms that I wanted to especially call to our attention or my attention was the Psalm 100, a Psalm that gives thanks. And he says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful songs and know that the Lord is God. It is he who has made us, and we are his, and we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. I think about sheep, they're not too bright, and Mm -hmm. 
we're not always as bright as we need to be after we know Christ. So Mm -hmm. he leads us, and it's a psalm for giving thanks. And I believe his word, and he calls us to praise him in this way. So that's what I want to do and what I'm thankful for. The Lord is good. One of his attributes is about being good because his love endures forever. His faithfulness endures through all generations, and that's a long time. I know I've I've lived eighty, uh, eight. I've lived eight generations. Mm-hmm. Yes, and Carl used to say, "God is so good to us." We dare not complain about anything. We both wanted to please him and each other, and we were so thankful that he blessed us with five happy and well children, and they liked each other, and they enjoyed each other, even as very young children. He got our attention early in our marriage, and in the churches we attended, we were growing in our relationship with him and with each other. Psalm 95 was, is another psalm that spoke to me. It said, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord and let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and worship him with music and song. And I, it's one of the things that I appreciated about our church is that every Sunday, uh, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, each <clears throat> that we always appreciated the opportunity for our each one of us to speak aloud and personally about things they were thankful for in the service. And that became something that was very meaningful to our church. And then we would have a luncheon afterwards that just celebrated the emotions that we had as we reflected on the year every year. Yeah, it was it was just good to remember every year and Thanksgiving helps us remember every year just to stop and reflect on what God has done in his faithfulness and I I was thinking when we talked um personally you said, you know, God has been good to your family, but it's not because there haven't been painful things happen. Yes, because we were Five years ago now and less, we were affected as a family because we lost two of my grandsons. And now I have great-grandchildren that are being born to the family, so that's such a, a gift to us. But it does hurt to lose a child, and I just have a real concern for people today who... uh it's a difficult time to raise children, and it's not anything that they have done. It's just part of the time we're living in. But he wants us to live differently because of what Christ for, has done for us. So Thanksgiving has always been a familiar time for the year of our family. And a real favorite time, yeah. It is an attitude of the heart that comes from within, and we enjoy being together and celebrating life. Mm-hmm. And we give him thanks. And I saw both you and Carl go through his Parkinson's and, you know, his death with um, 
just what you said about Carl. He would say that even in his own suffering that, um, you know, God had been good and he had so much to be thankful for. He dare not complain. I can hear him saying yeah. that just he as clear as all of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving was by far his favorite holiday. And it definitely was. And it became mine. I just am always thankful for for the month of November. Mm-hmm. And I like how you said that it's a condition of the heart, um, that it comes from within. And I mean, we know out of the heart flow, the wellsprings of life, how we think, how we live, how we behave. I mean, it's going to start in that attitude of our heart and how we think. And you told me just a little bit ago, you get up in the morning and just thank God. Yes, I thank God that I'm here for another day mm-hmm. and that uh, I have the joy of being with my children and going to see them at Thanksgiving. I'm going to California. Mm-hmm. To spend two weeks. I know. We're very happy for you. And they're happy too. (laughs) Well, thank you, Pat. And thank you, like I said earlier, for your example of just thankfulness, but also a content spirit in all circumstances. Thank you again for joining us today on the Redeemed Hearts podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are looking for more content from Worley and Danina, we encourage you to visit redeemedheartsministries.com. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Spotify and share this episode on social media. Please feel free to reach out and contact us through the website. God bless and have a happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving.